Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to One P Talk, One Purpose Blog Talk Radio Show. I am the editor and owner of One Purpose Magazine, and I am here with another week of our community chat, where we bring you self-love talk, culture topics, and main topics that are centered around health, wellness, and mental health. Thank you for tuning in to our weekly podcast. I hope you are here to enjoy the show. Okay. All righty. What's going on, everybody? It's your girl, Nia, with the One Purpose Magazine podcast. Conversations that's coming out of my book, As Thyself by Nia, which is a very important part of my publishing company, Jones Publishing and Enterprises, LLC. We are currently headquartered, if you will, (laughs) in Munster, Indiana. It's about 30, 45 minutes out of Chicago, Um, I know that I used to do a lot of talking about being in Chicago. If you listen to my previous shows, I mentioned Chi-Town a lot. Um, But since the the pandemic, some things have changed, and that's okay. But I'm still doing the same work with the same mission. I just have broadened what I believe will be my audience. And so everything I'm doing is kind of taking on a Midwest approach and not just a Chicago-focused approach. But anyway, that's not what we're here for. We're here to talk about love messaging, self-love messaging, um, healing, internal healing through my book, As Thyself by Nia, right? So As Thyself by Nia is a tool that I have used to express and share how I've gone through my self-love journey. And I hear people talk about self-love as a journey all the time. And it is a lot of things that we do along the journey that we have to undo from things that we learned before we made a decision to start getting back to loving ourselves the way that we should, right? And so I know that some people who don't understand the concept may look at that as like a selfish thing and look at it as, you know, um, We should be partnering with one another. We should be figuring out how to have relationships. We're not doing too good at that. (laughs) We're not doing too good at the whole relationship thing. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be working on it. Definitely should be working on it. But there's some work that we have to do internally, I believe, to be successful in partnering and getting to the true meaning of what, relationship is about and then marriage you know marriage is just like at the top of the chain for me and for relationships it's so many steps that I feel like that you have to go through with yourself and with another person to get to the point where you become one with somebody oh my god we can barely be one with ourselves people are so conflicted internally with themselves then to join with somebody else to become one Wow, that's deep. That's deep. And so that brings me to my topic. My topic is, I think, premarital classes 
taught in churches should be taught to single people before they even find someone that they think they want to marry. I think that they should be in premarital classes probably, let, let's say like 19, 20 years old. That's what, that's you know, before you even think about it because I think that if you take those classes at that age, 19, 20, that it gives you something to grow from. Because, you know, when you're in that age, you start thinking about, you know, I want to be with somebody. I don't want to be alone. I want to have a relationship and things like that. So I think when you have that foundation of what a marriage should be, then you won't be looking at people to fill voids. You may look in other directions to fill voids, but when you have the foundation of what something should be, you won't try to manipulate it into being something else. When you don't know, you use like a it's like clay. You try to form whatever it is you think it should be. <laughs> and I'm just talking right into my mic like it can't hear me. <laughs> but it can definitely hear me. So I don't care what anyone says. Marriage is an institution for God. I don't understand why so many reckless people that live without boundaries want it. Just do you. I just feel like you just do you. That doesn't require marriage. Marriage is selfless work for the kingdom of God. If people took premarital classes like those taught in the church, they'd understand the point of marriage and won't desire something they cannot live up to in the first place. I personally, I wanted marriage to be in, in right standing. I want it to be in right standing before God, but even deeper than that. You know, I had to really look deeper than that. Like, what was really my point in wanting a marriage? And, and this is the truth. Now, I'm being totally 100. When I was growing up, I was not a little girl. I didn't think about, you know, I didn't fantasize about marriage and, and, um, having a husband and having kids. I wanted kids, but I never fantasized or romanticized the idea of a husband. And I think it's because I just saw so much struggle in relationships across the board, everywhere, <laughs> that I just was like, oh, I don't want the drama. You know, I don't want the struggle. I wanted it to be if I had a relationship, I wanted it to be smooth sailing because I always wanted to focus on other things. You know, I didn't want to focus on the milestones that come with building a union, you know. I and that's just the truth. So when I got when I got older and began going going to church, I was just like, Well, I, I really should work on being in right standing. You know, so the, the, the way to be in right standing is to have a husband. So I wanted marriage to be in right standing, but no man in for me has ever really had had honestly, this is like the truth. No man has ever really had a chance at conquering my heart and desiring and, and, and getting me to desire authentic marriage, like marriage how God sees it. No, no man. I've been engaged, I've had Men who desire to marry me, you know, I feel like I've been fortunate to really know what it feels like to have a man really want me. You know, some girls, they chase after men and they have to be, 
the ones who force the idea of marriage and things on men. And I just feel like I have not had to do that. You know, I've had men move, like, clear houses and try to move me in to their house. And, like, it's like, no, I don't want that, sir. <laughs> it's crazy. But uh, that's that's another time, another place. Um, so, I, you know, I would... I do feel like with from a woman's perspective from a from a woman's perspective when we're talking about marriage and I know there's a lot of perspectives out there I feel like in order for me to really be in tune with a man and become one with a man I have to respect him I feel like from a woman see we need love we need to feel love we need to know that you love us to a degree of unconditional love. And so that's important. And I feel like, you know, I have gotten that, fortunately. But on my end as a woman, I have to say respect has to be at the foundation of how I feel about that man. If I cannot say that I fully respect you, admire you, look up to you, can learn from you, like I can look at him and be like, wow, you know, that is like next to, not God, but next to the next best thing, that man is like, I respect him, he's godly, you know, he is made in the image of God, he is really my protector and I respect him, he is the overseer, he is all of these things. That and, and it doesn't have anything to do with how much money he can make or, you know, all of that stuff. It just has to do with how he carries himself, how he sees himself as a king. You know, that level of res- the, the the level of respect that I have to have for him has to. It can't be something I cultivate. You know, what I say, I think a king is. It has to be something. It has to be his disposition and something that he gives off. To, to to bring me into his kingship and, and understanding who he is to where I, I admire him and see him as that and look up to him. Like, I have to feel that. And I have not had that. I've come very close, but I have not had that from, from a man. And so um, when I get into relationships, I feel like because that respect isn't there, that I do not really give them all of what I should be giving them. And I learned this when I was taking premarital classes. This class really brought me to a place of understanding who I am and what I bring to a table. You know, we create the table, but I bring it I bring all of my stuff to the table. He bring all his stuff to the table and we sort it out. You know, not not I don't know what y'all be talking about nowadays. It's what she, I, I don't know. <laughs> I can't even get caught up in that. But I had to really begin to dissect how I see relationships and what is the foundation of a marriage for me. And when I was in that class, I really started to see that for me, marriage is something that is built on two things, love and respect. The man loves the woman. The woman respects the man. And 
when I was in this class, I had to really begin to think about how am I showing the men that I involve myself with that I can give them respect fully and how my respect for men was shaped was through my grandfather. Like, I looked up to my granddad. My granddad, I saw him do a lot for me. You know, he protected us. He provided for us. He always made sure that we was okay. He was respected in the community and in the neighborhood. He loved his girls. He protected his girls. He did anything for him. If they were with a knucklehead that didn't do what they were supposed to do, he came in and was like, no, you don't treat my girls like this. I'll take care of it. You know, he was the caretaker of uh, uh, or or the the provider. He was the overseer. He was the you know, the arms stretched over the family to to bring them in and protect them. That's what he was. And so that's what shaped my vision of a man. And I think that every girl has to have something that shapes her vision of what a man is. And a lot of girls, I don't think, have that. I did. (laughs) And unfortunately, you know, the bar was set high for me. My grandfather had set the bar very high for me. And the men that I found myself gravitating towards, they had a a resemblance of that, but not so much. And I never, I don't know if they could have ever grown into it, you know, but I mean, it just never worked out for me. And I was never able to come to a place where I said, I'm going to be able to respect that man enough to respect his authority, to respect his decision to respect him just as a man. I can give him respect as a human being, but someone who has um, authority over my life and make decisions over my life, I could just, I could never, never get to that place with any of them. So I learned this by taking that class, and I learned this by understanding biblically, you know, what the institution of marriage was designed for, the kingdom of God, you know, not for self-seeking pleasures, not for ego to say that, you know, because people don't like to not be wanted. Or it's a lot of men out here that put their um, that put their manhood in being able to say a woman wants them or that they have a wife or, and stuff like that. You know, none of that stuff, none of that. You know, because we are supposed to be building uh, together and building the kingdom and expanding the kingdom of God here on earth. And that's the whole point. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, that's the point. So anyway, that is uh, my spiel on relationships and how, what I think that we can do to help us get better at uh, marriage and relationships. So I will be back next week with more, a little bit of conversations, and we can talk more as this podcast continues to grow. So until next time, I'll holler at you. Peace.